Good morning to the communities of St. James Amesbury and All Saints West Newbury. Our liturgy this morning for the fourth Sunday in Lent will be morning prayer rite two, beginning on page 75 of the prayer book. I will be leading the service and Mother Jennifer Beale will be preaching. Let us pray. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, to set forth His praise, to hear His holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship Him, let us bow our heads in silence, and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by his infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done, and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole hearts, we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves, we are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Amen. May Almighty God have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Come, let us adore him. Let us say together the Venite. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. Let us say together the psalm appointed for today, Psalm 23. If you are following along in the prayer book, the words can be found on page 476. 476. This is the 23rd psalm in the King James language. saying together, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. 
Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Samuel. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul? I have rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and set out. I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I provided for myself a king among his sons. Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears of it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do, and you shall anoint for me one whom I name to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him, trembling, and said, Do you come peaceably? He said, Peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Elab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is now before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not see as mortals see. They look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadah and made him pass before Samuel. He said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shamaha pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? And he said, There remains yet the youngest, but he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. He sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. The Lord said, Rise and anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him, in the presence of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David. From that day forward, Samuel then sent out and went to Ramahah. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us say together Canticle 14, a song of penitence. O Lord and ruler of the hosts of heaven, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and of all their righteous offspring, you made the heavens and the earth with all their vast array. All things quake with fear at your presence. They tremble because of your power, but your merciful promise is beyond all measure. It surpasses all that our minds can fathom. O Lord, you are full of compassion, long-suffering and abounding in mercy. You hold back your hand, you do not punish us as we deserve. 
In your great goodness, Lord, you have promised forgiveness to sinners, that they may repent of their sin and be saved. And now, O Lord, I bend the knee of my heart and make my appeal, sure of your gracious goodness. I have sinned, O Lord, I have sinned, and I know my wickedness only too well. Therefore, I make this prayer to you. Forgive me, Lord, forgive me. Do not let me perish in my sin, nor condemn me to the depths of the earth. For you, O Lord, are the God of those who repent, and in me you will show forth your goodness. Unworthy as I am, you will save me, in accordance with your great mercy. And I will praise you without ceasing all the days of my life. For all the powers of heaven sing your praises, and yours is the glory to, age of, to ages of ages. Amen. A reading from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Once you were in darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what such people do secretly. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Sleeper awake, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us say together Canticle 16, the Song of Zechariah. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to John. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. 
As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with his saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. Then he went and washed and came back able to see. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It is he. Others were saying, No, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him, Then how are, were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes, and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put mud on my eyes, then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, we know that this is our son, and that he was born blind, but we do not know how it is that he now sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. So for the second time they called the man who had been blind, and they said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, I do not know whether he is a sinner. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, here is an astonishing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to one who worships him 
and obeys his will. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not sent from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born entirely in sins, and are you trying to teach us? And they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me, so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would not have sin. But now that you say, We see, your sin remains. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. say together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Let us say together, Suffrages A. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, that your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care, and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, 
and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Let us pray. This is the call after the fourth Sunday in Lent. Gracious Father, whose blessed Son, Jesus Christ, came down from heaven to be the true bread, which gives life to the world, evermore give us this bread, that he may live in us and we in him, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A Collect for Sundays. O God, you make us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of your Son, our Lord. Give us this day such blessing through our worship of you, that the week to come may be spent in your favor, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. A Collect for Peace. O God, the author of peace and the lover of concord, to know you is eternal life and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A Collect for Guidance. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. At this point you may offer any free intercessions and thanksgivings. God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold, pour out your Spirit upon all flesh, and hasten the coming of your kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us say together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies, that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your peace, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord, to make our common supplication to you, 
and you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to Greetings. I am the Reverend Jennifer Beale, and I'm speaking to you from my home in Concord, Massachusetts. I'm speaking for two Episcopal churches, for All Saints in West Newbury and for St. James in Amesbury. My sermon and hymn are the middle portion of today's service of morning prayer for the fourth Sunday in Lent, as found on the Facebook pages of these two churches. Welcome to about 10 minutes that we will spend together. When I was in elementary school, our music teacher was blind. Mr. Sorella had been born blind. He had been born gifted with music, composing, teaching, and playing the organ. I learned that music scores that come in Braille are huge. <laughs> he was one of the first blind teachers hired by the Massachusetts public schools. Whether classrooms of 20 or choruses of 100 wiggly 10-year-olds, he taught us more than just music. He taught me that I could listen and see with my quiet self. He taught me that I could listen and see with my quiet self. In the Episcopal service of morning prayer, there are customarily three readings from the Bible plus a psalm. But we also have two canticles that are responses to the reading. I will hold up the list of the readings in case you haven't seen them um, while I keep talking. In other words, we have heard today lots of readings, lots of possibilities for fruitful reflection and been offered lots of opportunities to make choices. Isn't that one of our big tasks now in this time of coronavirus pandemic? When in the midst of change, of transition, of the feeling of chaos, now is the time to use all the skills we have learned through our lifetime. Now is the time to use the spiritual disciplines of all that is good and right and true. We can practice moderation, do acts of kindness, find a moment that makes you peaceful, Run a race that is set before you, for we have all won contests in the past. We have all done whatever it took 
to work towards something we wanted. We can do so now, too. Each of our readings adds weight to this hope. The 23rd Psalm offers us language and images that reach into every situation in life. Find the phrase that comforts you the most in these days. Remember it, maybe even memorize it. As much as the prophet Samuel groaned and complained about God making him do something yet again, in the end, he wound up with King David, who was quite flawed, but loved with a genuine heart. The response canticle, number 14, the prayer of Manasseh, comes from the Apocrypha. According to Marion Hatchett, supposedly this is the prayer of repentance referred to in 2 Chronicles 33. The king had committed cruelty, but then sought humility. While his change of heart may look convenient, God took it as true. The changed person understood that God was able to see and to help. The four the faithful believers in Ephesus were encouraged to find out what is the fruit of light. How do you imagine that question? What is the fruit of light? Well, for me, there are things that calm me, that connect me, that assure me. What is your fruit of light? The next canticle, 16, finds Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, at his own son's ceremony of circumcision. Here, his discipline of temporary muteness has been released, and he proclaims with exuberance the words about remembering old promises in the tender compassion of God. The dawn will shine again, especially on darkness and the shadow of death. These ancient words have resounded in human hearts before. Before moving on, I will string together one phrase from each reading. You can try this too. It forms a cool mantra. Language and images, flawed but loved, to see and to help, the fruit of light will shine again. And last, all the readings arrive at the climax. The story of the man born blind is found in John chapter 9. This is a story about challenging conditions. It's about having something one cannot control. 
It brings up point of origin and culpability. But to Jesus, God's son, the only interest was in healing the man. Jesus made some mud, put it on his eyes, and told him to go wash in the pool at the end of the ancient aqueduct, bringing water into the city of Jerusalem. Connect him to the sources. Bring him back into community. Well, some folks didn't like that. Grumbling is to be expected, especially among those who don't want to do the work of healing, the work of trusting. However, the newly sighted man named their hypocrisy. He asked if it was possible for a miracle to come from someone who was not good. And that got their dander up. Are you trying to teach us? So those authorities drove him out. But Jesus went to find him and brought him back into communal life. When the authorities heard this, they grumbled some more. But Jesus responded to them, if you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now you are saying we can see, so your guilt remains. To one who is blind, the difference between the day and the night must be all internal. My early music teacher taught me to listen and see with my quiet self, to enter his blindness so that I could see. I think Jesus might have agreed with Helen Keller, who kept hope alive in her darkness. She was often asked this question, do you desire your sight more than anything else in the world? No, she said, no, I would rather walk with a friend in darkness than walk alone in the light. She kept hope alive in the darkness. So can we. And now I'd like to sing two verses of a hymn by a 20th century American organist and hymn writer, Kathleen Thomerson. I want to walk as a child of the light. You can find it in the hymnal number 490. I want to walk as a child of the light, number 490. Um, my husband, Julian Cole, has agreed to play the bass recorder with me. Thank you, Julian. <laughs> I want to walk as a child of the 
Jesus.